Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We hear a little bit more about how that actually happens in our video today in this message this morning. shouted to him, if you really are the son of God, save yourself from the cross. But Jesus knew he had to die to forgive his people for their sins. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land. Three hours later, Jesus took his last breath and finally died. At that very moment, the curtain in the temple that separated the priests from God's holy place tore in two. A soldier watching the whole thing said, this man truly was the son of God. Then a righteous man named Joseph came and placed Jesus' body in a tomb. Three days passed and it seemed that there was no hope. But very early on Sunday morning, the woman who cared for Jesus went to go visit his body and found that his tomb was empty and that he was no longer there. Don't be afraid, said an angel. He is not here. He is risen. At this, the woman remembered that Jesus had told them that he would rise again on the third day. And ran to go tell the disciples what they had seen and heard. Huh? Hey, oh! Ah! And then for the next 40 days, Jesus appeared to his disciples and many others and showed them that he was alive and well. He taught them that what he did was the only way that they could be forgiven and be with God forever. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Let's try this again. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And because Christ is risen, the women were running. They were in a sprint to go and tell the disciples. I want to focus on that experience of the women this morning as they're running. And, and as they run, they have this kind of mixture of emotions, this, this confusion, this, this fear that still kind of lingers, and, and this joy of knowing that Jesus has actually been raised from the dead. The experience for them is probably like when you hit the bottom of a roller coaster that you've never been on before, and all of the things you might have thought about this roller coaster, well, those aren't so true anymore, right? And all of a sudden, there's this unexpected experience. It's exhilarating. It's exciting. But at the same time, there's that little voice in the back of your head that says, this is going to be the end of me. And then, and then your heart kind of jumps up and is beating in your throat. That's the experience of the women. They don't walk. They run to go and tell the disciples. But long before that, there was that Saturday night, that Sunday morning before the sun had even risen. 
as the women are going to the tomb, well, what they feel then isn't joy at all, but, but just fear. Fear because they had staked their entire lives on this Jesus guy. They thought he was going to be the Savior, and then he died. And now that he's dead, he's in the tomb. He's still public enemy number one. Even though he's dead, they set a prison guard around him. So they are going to visit a dead prisoner. And when they go visit the dead prisoner, well, they kind of have a reason to be afraid. Because by going to visit him, they're risking their livelihoods. They're risking their own households. What's going to happen to their loved ones when, when people find out that they have gone to visit Are they even going to escape with their own lives? And the one thing that was for sure is their reputation. Well, their reputation would be in the gutter. As they go to visit this dead criminal, we don't know what was going through their heads, but there had to be fear that they overcame just to go visit the tomb. And I wonder... In the midst of all of these fears that we begin with on Easter morning, what are our fears? What are, what are the things that, that maybe we don't think of all the time, but the anxieties that lay under the surface, the things that keep us up at night, or, or when we wake up in the middle of the night that keep us awake? And I wonder if our fears aren't all that different than the fears of the women who were afraid for their lives, who were afraid for their households, who were afraid for their own reputations. So that when, when money gets tight, it causes the anxiety to well up in us because it makes us wonder if our own plans for our lives won't go the way that we planned it. And as, as people start, start saying things at work, it makes us come home and want to vent this anxiety because our reputations and our, and our careers are at stake or, or maybe just the lives of our children are at stake or the things that people say about our children cause anxiety to well up inside of us. And we're afraid. Because when we look at our lives and our reputations and our households, we have plans. And it's really hard in this broken world to make things go according to our plans. And the women go to the tomb. With all of these kind of fears in the background, the women go to the tomb. And when they show up there, it's nothing they expected. Right? This is everything but what they expected. They expected to visit a dead prisoner, and what they get are prison guards who look like dead men. The stone is rolled away. The angel is sitting on top of the stone. And I don't know what angels look like, but they've got to be pretty scary because their first go-to line is always, don't be afraid. And this angel does the same thing. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because I know that you came seeking Jesus of Nazareth. You were coming to visit a dead prisoner, but he's alive. He's not here. He has risen just as he said. Come see the place where he lay and go tell his disciples. Come and see and go and tell. And at the words of the angel, their fears subside. Their fears subside because Jesus has done exactly what he said he was going to do. 
He said, I'm going to rise from the dead, and he rose from the dead, which means that Jesus keeps his promises. And the other promise that this proves is true is the one that he spoke before any of this happened. You remember the last thing that Jesus said before the night that he was betrayed, before that day even happens, all the way back, it's Matthew chapter 25. The last thing that Jesus says is when the Son of Man comes in glory, he will sit like a shepherd who separates the sheep from the goats. You see, what this resurrection proves is that Jesus keeps his word And one of his words is that Jesus is coming back to judge the world. And if Jesus is judge, well, it means that those things that I planned for my life, for my household, for my own reputation, well, those things don't really matter. Because if Jesus keeps his word, if he's risen, he is in control. And his plans for my life will be accomplished whether I like it or not sometimes. And yet his plans for my life, even though they're so uncertain, they are so much better than my own plans. You see, at the words of the angel, the experience of the women, isn't the fear that they came with, but a new kind of fear of this Jesus and the uncertainty of what he's going to do. But more than that, it's the joy The joy of knowing that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And if Christ is risen, he is in control. This Jesus is in control. And so with this confusion of fear and this joy of resurrection, the women run. The women run with their hearts in their throats with this nervous excitement, not knowing what's going to happen, but knowing it's going to be Jesus' will. And the scene transforms from this kind of dramatic tragedy into a hilarious comedy. And we kind of got a little bit of it in the video. As the women are running, they actually run into Jesus. And Jesus, who who has been doing all of the most important things that have ever happened in human history, right? He defeated sin on the cross. He announced his victory to Satan in hell. He rose from the dead, all for the entire human race. This is time for Jesus' punchline. And what does Jesus say? hey (laughs) right? (laughs) Greetings. That's Jesus' first word after coming back from the dead is hello, And at that word of Jesus, any little bit of fear that the women had just melts away completely. At the word of Jesus, the fear is gone. Fear is conquered. And they fall at his feet and worship him. All they're left with is joy. Because that's what God's word does. God's word conquers fear because God's word accomplishes what it promises so that our anxieties don't need to be there because God's word conquers fear and leaves us, just like the women, with joy. And what do joyful people do? Well, they do what the women did. They come and see and then they go and tell. Joyful people come and gather in worship because Jesus conquers fear, because Jesus' will will be accomplished. We gather together and we praise him that his will, his word is so much better than our will 
and our words. It's so much better than anything we planned. And then after coming and seeing that this Jesus, that this Christ is risen, He is risen indeed, alleluia. In response to that, we get to go and tell. Go and share the word in our families, in our communities, with our neighbors, with our, with our work buddies. We get to go and tell. Why? Because this is a life of joy. And the fear, the fear of our lives has been conquered by God's word forever. All because Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. <laughs>